Welcome to Code 3 Families with your hosts, fire spouse and licensed psychologist, Dr. Rochelle Zemlock, and police spouse and licensed psychologist, Dr. Alma Garcia. My consent. Couldn't they like get like a different voice? <laughs> no, it has to be the creepy one. It's so computerized. We've got better technology these days. What about Siri? Siri's nice. Like you can change her voice up and maybe it's on purpose. <laughs> Very abrupt yeah. getting your attention. Like, let, let me show you what's yeah. happening here. We're talking about if anyone's been on Zoom lately, they have a new, I don't know what you call it. It tells you when you're recording and it tells everyone in their own headset so that no one's being recorded without knowing it. What happened to your microphone? It's at my office. (laughs) (laughs) We never record. We don't never record like midday on a work day. (laughs) I do for... No, I do for like other interviews, but us, like our lives are too crazy. <laughs> yeah. We only have space. What are we going to do when you go back to work? I almost feel like it was easier when I was at work because I <laughs> yeah. had consistent child's care. That's true. That's true. Are you I'm going back? Don't ask me about when I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> are don't you? think about it. I am going back. I have to. You don't have to. I mean, I don't have to, but I like it. I love what I do. Yeah, but you can join. Not the pace at which I do. You can join me here on the other side in private practice and everyone listening right now cheer you on to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do it all. (sighs) No, I'd I'd love it. I'd I'd love to see the first responder kids. That'd be my my jam. Yeah. I like that. I see a whole bunch of them. Okay, so there's something I've been meaning to ask you if this ever comes up for you. This is a mm-hmm. very interesting experience that I have that I don't share too often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, we talk about somehow, sometimes, um, how sometimes we have this like morbid type thinking right and and we don't know if it's like everyone or just like the first responder life and the wife and what so Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what this is but let me tell you that um wait hold on you have morbid thinking too I do but it's it's like Mm. it's more I don't know like my own fears I guess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so before kids Um, I had this weird like realization and fear around the fact that not a big fear, like it didn't bother me too much, but when D would go to work for two days, like we don't really talk too much when he's gone. Um, Mm -hmm. Now that we have kids, we do more because we're like FaceTiming or we're just like checking in about how things are going. But before that, we really, it was like, he was gone. I was doing my thing and then he'd come back home. There may be a text Mm -hmm. here and there, but not too big of a deal. We would just kind of like go on with our lives. It it like hit me like, what if something happened to me? And then I'm just going to like be here in the house like for two days. Like no one would know. (laughs) Oh, wow. You You went there. I went there. And I was like, 
wait, really? Like I'm oh. just like alone for multiple days. No one would know. And like, I was, so then I started making him like, you have to like check in on me and like, make sure like I woke up, like, Hey, good morning. <laughs> like, make sure, like, like I like actually respond to you because what it right. So, it was kind of like mm-hmm. a bit of a joke, but also like, wait, like, no, really, like I'm alone. Yeah, and the, and no one's like coming home at nighttime. <laughs> like it's weird. Wow, I had never thought about that. Oh, great. Now I'm just like instilling fear. No, 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 no. I'd never thought about that because I don't have to think about that. Okay. Mine is different, right? He comes home. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like my morbidity, my ooh, my morbidity <laughs> has never come back to me. Like, I guess I'm invincible. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's always no. about him. Totally. Yeah. So, wow. okay. So it's like, yeah, what happens? And then it's like... <laughs> I don't even want to say this. Like, just say it. What if I choked? <laughs> like, no one's here. <laughs> okay, I have to tell you this. So, the burning joke in my family is that no one should choke around me because I'm always like, you're fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. I mean, like, come on. You're choking on your saliva. You're, ch- I mean, whatever, right? Like, you're fine most times. Um, but yeah, so you'll be fine. You're not going to choke on anything. I'll be fine because when D is at work, I just <laughs> chew, I chew a little bit slower. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay, let's move forward now. So then we have there's more because there's it. more. Okay, wait. Let me pause. Back up. So when I still did not have kids. Uh, I was close with another fire spouse who had three kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, they had (laughs) what I thought at the time was this very morbid (laughs) thing that they did. And I'm going to tell you what it is Uh where she brought up once she, she has three kids, they were young kids and she has their snack drawer and it was like really low. And I was like, Oh, wow. They, could get to their own snacks right because they're always like going in and getting it and she said yeah I do that on purpose just in case anything ever happened to me they can get to them no I thought it was super like oh wow like morbid okay that is morbid here I am I am a fire spouse with young children. And guess what? That's a good idea. <laughs> so you you bought a snack. I, I took it on. We have a low drawer. I was like, yes, I need a drawer. I need him. No. Because now I'm like, if something happened to me, nobody comes home. It's not just me. I care very little about myself in this situation. <laughs> Now, now it's about what is going to happen with my kids when I, it's going to be a long time before we figure it out because my husband does not come home for hours and he may not text me. I may not hear from him. I may, he's the only one, like, you know, (laughs) 
I need to figure out what's going to happen to my kids. And I need my three-year-old to be able to open his own snacks and get to them in the meantime. <laughs> okay. So if Jay were listening to this right now, what he would say, you know why this is not a problem for Alma? Because she texts her sister all day, every day. So you know who would know if something happened to her? Her sister. Well, there you go. <laughs> So maybe this is why it's not a worry for me. I'm just like, you know, will know. You know what my problem is? Both of my brothers are law enforcement. (laughs) (laughs) That you're gonna say the problem is I have two brothers. (laughs) Minimal minimal conversation. Well, I'm just I, I I'm might just be a brother thing, though. Yeah, no, for I, sure. I have two brothers, and I'm, you know, no, they'll I text think, me here and there, but I don't. I think it's more like a sister thing. Like, yeah, you're connected, and yeah, my, my brothers wouldn't know for exactly. <laughs> Like my husband. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly it. If I, if, yeah, if I didn't have a sister, it might be a different situation. So I think what this comes down to, this very morbid thinking, is that I just feel one alone and so responsible because yeah. I am the only one here that it's like I am already thinking about how am I going to take care of my kids. Because Dan's at work, even <laughs> when I'm no longer here, like, how am I going to make sure that they're okay until he gets home? <laughs> oh, boy. You know what that makes me think of? So I went to Starbucks today. It was a bad, bad choice that I made. Not the Starbucks part, but like the going to Starbucks and getting off with two kids. That was a bad idea. I know your face. Um Wait, getting getting out like you got out of the car? I got it. Yeah, I got out of the car okay. with both kids to get okay. myself a Starbucks okay. because the drive-through was crazy, and I was like, yeah. I don't know what's worse, getting off or staying in that drive-through, right? So, anyways, I, I got out, and I'm like struggling with these two kids and my drinks and you know whatever, and um, I see a guy who's sitting there who's law enforcement. You can tell he's kind of like looking over at me like this woman does not have it together. <laughs> and my first thought, you know, I, I went back to like my old days and maybe I would have been like, hey, this guy's, you know, a law enforcement. I'll check him out because, you know, we talked about the sexy <laughs> factor, right? Um, he's got a uniform. <laughs> he has a uniform, you know, whatever. He's looking like he's taking a break. Uh-huh. But you know what I thought about? I thought about, I used to think you were badass, but now your spouse, that's what I'm thinking about. Your spouse is badass. Seriously. <laughs> so I'm like chuckling internally, right? Because he's like looking at me because he sees that I'm a hot mess. And <laughs> I'm kind of looking at him thinking, your spouse. That's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> Don't you think for one second I'm checking you out, man? Seriously. I'm not. I'm thinking about your spouse here. And that's what made, you made me think yeah. of that because I, you know, they're cool. They really are. Yeah. But we're much cooler. Like if you really yeah. knew, like they're never without us. They yeah. don't have to think about this morbid stuff. Like if I choke and you're not around. <laughs> 
that's not what they're thinking of yeah you know the morbid part for them is probably the fact that they've committed to this very dangerous career but right yeah so they're thinking if something were to happen to me my spouse has got it they know how to run the show all alone because we have to right so it's not the same thinking (laughs) because i'm Mm -mm. thinking oh my gosh they're dependent on me 100 percent in this 48 hour period so what if something happens to me i think that's where the fear comes from it's like Mm -hmm. i'm it i'm it here so you know now i'm going to start looking at firefighters when they're grocery shopping and thinking Who's grocery shopping with your spouse right now? <laughs> your four kids? That's who's doing it. Instacart, please. Oh. Okay, we got to get off the okay. subject. This is okay. too much for me. Yeah, okay. Uh, you, <laughs> I guess okay. you reminded me because you said you saw a police officer, you got out of the car. Yesterday, it just so happened that my son we we saw fire trucks all day for some reason i don't know mm-hmm. what's going on but just wherever we were we saw fire trucks and so every time he saw one he's like wow fire truck and he like waving you know one he mm-hmm. was at, standing outside and they like see him on the street and they're not like headed to a call i can tell so they like honk and like wave at him you know he was like so excited and then we were in the car once and he, he's like catch him mom you know and we're like <laughs> we get him he like waves so he got three different fire trucks to wave back at him in one day it was like a big deal wow but you know what's funny is like you were kind of saying like, oh, you might think I'm checking you out, right? I sometimes worry like because we're like, hi, you know, like, <laughs> and it's just me alone with the kids. That they're groupy. Yeah, totally. That they're thinking, oh, hey, just another mom wishing <laughs> she was with a firefighter. I, in those moments, I just think I'm, I'm glad that I'm in my car because I have a stick. <laughs> on the back and I hope that they can see that this isn't about you this is about the fact that he's obsessed with fire trucks because his dad right they're they're probably not thinking that (laughs) and I don't think they're thinking that at all they probably didn't even notice the sticker on your car come on Mm -hmm. I think they do I think think they do. We all look for it. We all look for it. When you see a sticker and you're the five, you go, okay, there's another five family. Do you as a spouse look at look for it or just do you look for it too? I do. You better ask him. Okay, I'm gonna ask. I I don't know. I'm gonna ask when people are waving to you and then they pass you, do you go, oh hey, look, they got a sticker? No, they're he's probably thinking, oh look, another groupie. <laughs> but wait, okay. So I've been holding this for how many episodes have we had? A whole bunch, right? What? I thought about this and I even talked to Jay about it. I was like, I'm holding back something. You know what I've been holding back? What? The badge bunny. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I have. <laughs> so do I bring it up, Jay? He goes, bring it up. I'm sure that other spouses have heard about this. And if yeah. they have it, you're Explain educating it. them. Explain well, you know, the, the badge bunny are the, the girls, the women, the, the, the people. It's not, it, I don't know. Um, yeah. We're after. 
uh, police officers. That's how I know it, right? That that's my <laughs> my yeah. understanding of it. And so when I heard about this, like I, I promise you, when I met Jay, I was not in search of a police officer at all. Like that was yeah. the last of you know this. <laughs> oh, I remember. This. I remember. This is the last. Of, like, this Listen, is not a part of. If of anyone deal. wants the story of Alma's first date with Jay, <laughs> and you haven't heard it yet because you started late in our podcast episodes, go back to episode one because you it there. You will hear. I think it's episode <laughs> one or two. <laughs> Her amazing story about how she's like. I can't take this guy. He's do crazy. This. He's crazy. Here <laughs> I am. Police officers are insane. Yeah. No, here you well, are. But so you know, I wasn't looking for that. And I know. So he tells me that there are he's encountered women who are all about that. And the name is a badge bunny. Like, oh, all right. That, yeah. That's that's there. So I hope that this police officer that I saw at Starbucks saw my two kids and knew Badge Bunny was not me. (laughs) You're like, listen, buddy, I already got a badge. It's not so fun. Okay. I don't keep it moving. Keep it moving. Another badge. (laughs) I can't. uh, No more badges. No more badges. I can't Um, handle that. You know, I don't know. So I'll say that just growing up right i've in in many male dominated groups mm-hmm. there tends to be <laughs> some sort of term that they i assume they have created to identify certain other groups of women who Seem to want to be with them in that group. Look at and you being so PC. I like I it. I am PC. I I'm, clearly was not. <laughs> shout out to my sister-in-law who does listen to this episode. She's I'm keeping her in mind right now as to like how she might phrase that. Okay. But She's they, PC. Yeah. And okay, well, I need to talk to her. Teach me some PC. <laughs> she can give she can give me some direction and lessons on it. I like it. so I think that that is a common theme right when it comes to like do you have you had that or do you know what I'm talking about it's not just place like I've heard it from like for instance um in I'm not gonna say the terms because I think they're so (laughs) like I I think it's important because this is relevant but there are ones that are not relevant that I'm not gonna say like for like the lacrosse team or the baseball mm. team or the mm-hmm. like in college there are these different groups right that are male dominated that kind of have <laughs> terms. so that's why I'm then thinking wait is there one for firefighting that I've heard of and honest I I, I don't recall I'm sh- but I'm guessing that maybe there is and I just don't know about it you know, so maybe this is something I need to seek out. I almost want to go like text D, like, hey, because <laughs> <laughs> that a weird text to get from your wife. <laughs> so, what's the term for the? <laughs> well, how? What would you ask him? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can't I, say it because you're going to be PC on this. So. <laughs> no, I would just he would know what I meant if I used your term, badge bunny. That. 
is there a something i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna get back I'm to you on sure that one but as a wife know. but as a wife and you know other wives how is it that you feel about those women um do you worry well okay so this is no this is kind of funny right because uh okay so i'm a big A's fan sorry for yeah. people who aren't right but i go i i well right now it's kind of hard but baseball games and there are officers at these baseball games right yeah. and one of the funniest things to me is watching fans take pictures with officers yeah mostly female <laughs> fans right i'm like hold on there are baseball players on the field and you're taking pictures with the police officers yeah okay. as though Everybody, they're stars of some sort right yeah or stomper so i was gonna say stomper oh (laughs) (laughs) i think that they would like that but the the mascot yeah the mascot mascot. (laughs) in case you're not an ace (laughs) man yeah maybe but these women are like you know clearly taking pictures and you know liking what they see um so i just think it's kind of funny now it's a little weird. I think as a wife, it's a little weird. Do I want my husband to take pictures with women? Mm, not really. No. no. But but you don't have you control know, over that. It's kind of, it almost seems like it's a part of the job. Oh, you feel like <laughs> it's part of their description? No, but I mean, they're not going to be rude, right? They're not going to be like, yeah, no, I don't take yeah. pictures. Like, can you imagine if somebody was like, can I take a picture with you? And you're just like, no, yeah, I don't take pictures. They should say it, but I don't think they would. Well, then, yeah, yeah, agreed. But you know what? Okay, let me just, let me back up and say that police officers get very little positive attention from the public. For sure. You know, and and it's not a great form of it, but... A part of me is kind of like, hey, you know, like. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. Like they're like these people like, the, you know, they want to take a picture of me. Maybe they're No, they're I'm saying that's about- nice of you, Rochelle, to think <laughs> that this is what they're thinking. They're flattered. They're like, yeah, this chick is checking me out and I'm going to take a picture. I mean, do you think Jay is thinking, oh, I'm getting heartfelt thank you from this hot chick no he's thinking i'm taking a picture with the hot chick that's what he's thinking that's my thought but i don't know but it doesn't bother you (sighs) well you know i think it would bother me if i saw it but because i don't see i don't know what's going on during you know his shift and it's less likely now for it to happen no one's going to take a picture of him in a suit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> this guy weird. Hey, come over here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you also really trust him, obviously. And if trust was an issue, that would probably be you'd probably feel differently about badge bunting. <sighs> Maybe. Or women trying to take pictures. I don't know. I think it's not in my face, so I can't really say, but I don't know if I'd like it. No, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if it's a trust thing. It's like a boundary thing. Okay. I'm, I, I, I've, I don't know if I've said this to you before. I feel like 
police officers are not really good with these boundaries. Yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast yeah. before. Yeah. And and so like for me, it's like if somebody came up to me and said, I want to take a picture with you, I'd be quick to be like, no, I don't want to take a picture. But you know, my job, no one's gonna come up to me and take want to take a picture. Um so I don't know. But if they did, you'd say no. <laughs> Um, I'd be weirded out, right? Like, wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, totally. Okay, you have talked about boundaries with them before. And how much, I don't know, lines get blurred Mm -hmm. based on everything. And we've kind of talked about how the job kind of breeds this, like, um, there's emergencies, right? And so sometimes things are blurry because in an emergency, you just do what you have to do. And sometimes Mm -hmm. like we kind of talked about, if there was an emergency at work, like we'd stay late, we'd make sure we, we do all these things, but like, what about when it's always an emergency? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, where is the boundary there? Right. And then another blurred line is like their camaraderie becomes like so strong because there's that, like all these things they're going through and traumas they, they've experienced mm-hmm. and the things that they feel like they get. And it's like this brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever, you know, their, their family. So then it becomes blurred because it's like, well, these aren't my coworkers. These are like family or like, right. you know, close friends that they become. So it, then things get blurred that way. Like, is this work or is this <laughs> responding to my family because they need me? And, and so there's so many ways that boundaries are crossed, but what we can talk about today is boundaries in bringing the work home. Mm-hmm. And what I want to like, kind of say about that is that something that's come up in working with, you know, couples, or I guess just first responders themselves is that oftentimes um, there's a lot of, hmm, I think stress bleeds over, first of all, like that they bring the work home with them. Sometimes they don't want to, and they just do because one, there might be images or, you know, things that they're holding on to. Also, these are like really serious things they're dealing with. Sometimes there's like, they have to go to court, right? I'm sure you have this experience, which like, Mm -hmm. like their life or their career or something, their job they did that's on the line, you know, and it's being like kind of picked apart. Like that's so stressful, but it's just part of their job. So it's like, that might be just something they bring home with them stress-wise. Right. But what I want to talk about is like emails at home, phone calls at home, text messages about things like Mm -hmm. those blurred boundaries. Like, do you have that? Oh, for sure. Like to me, it was the craziest thing to see like emails with pictures of people who he's dealt with. And it's like, oh, like that's very different from my job. I would never have anything work related on my personal phone or email that I would show him. Like that is just not a thing, but I sometimes in my car, there are pictures, emails, like things are left behind um, or at home where I'm like, do you need this? There's a picture of someone on here. It's just, yeah, it, it comes into my house all the time. But what do you think, like, why isn't there a boundary there around, oh, like I have my work folder and it stays in there and it's very important that it's not just around the house or 
<clears throat> That's a good question. I, I think like because- what gets in the way of him making that boundary of like, this is work stuff. Oh, that's such a good, good um, thought you're having. So I'll say, um, I think my assumption is because it's public knowledge, right? So like the stuff that's just laying around, it's public knowledge. But you said something that triggered a thought for me because recently Jay said to me, so sometimes he has a, a car that he can bring home, right? And he said to me that he doesn't like to get into that car unless he has a call that he has to go back to work for. Mm. So he doesn't like to, like, he could use that card to like mm-hmm. go run an errand or whatever, right? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's something he could do, but he won't. So he's set that boundary for himself because he's realized that anytime he's in that car, he picks up everything that's on the radio yeah. and he starts to think, are they going to call me in for that? Is that going to be something that, you know, is going to, trigger something for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like getting, getting, going back to work, I think it's easy because their job is quote unquote fun, right? Like it's a fun thing in some ways. And, um, the more, the more information, you know, the better you are at your job, like you kind of have to be on your toes all the time. Yeah. Um, and so it's easy to just bring it home and read your emails and you know, look to see like, what's up next. Um, yeah. You know, what are you, what are you after or whatever? Yeah. I think, I think it's that it's like to be good at your job, you have to be on top of what's going on in your, your particular city. Yeah. No, I, I okay. So I've had first responders before where, you know, they're on their work phone or whatever you know, looking up emails or responding to them or stressed out about emails. And I've kind of asked before, like what the boundary is. There is no boundary. Mm -hmm. So you know how we check our emails, like not work emails, just like, oh, I'm sitting down on the couch, nothing going on. I'm gonna check my emails, right? My personal emails or my Instagram or my, like you could just kind of sit and sift through your phone. Well, their job is so negative, right? They're so, it's so stressful. There's so much going on there. Like it's different to just sit on the couch and then open work, Mm -hmm. you know, like if there's no boundary there, it's like, why, why are you checking that? And honestly, (laughs) the, the information I've gotten is just like, there's just really no thought there. It's like, I want to, I don't know, like I want to, maybe delete stuff that I don't need. Maybe when I get in tomorrow, it'll just like kind of my inbox will be cleared Mm -hmm. out. Or maybe there's an email that came in that popped up on my phone and I was like, oh, that looks important. So I'm going to look at it because it's just like, oh gosh, is that stressful? Mm -hmm. And then if it is stressful, then they're thinking about it for the next two days on the weekend before they have to go back in. And if I ask like, is there anything you can do about that at home? They're like, well, no, but I have to deal with it as soon as I get in. It's like, then why did you open it? There's no point. Now it's just creating stress for two days at home and there is nothing that you can do about it. Why not just leave it for opening it at work when there is no reason for you to open it at home? But is it because there's always so much going on? Yes. So it's like, it's it's almost like an Instagram. There's so much going on that you get... um, uh, what do you call it? Like wrapped up 
in, in yeah. like in this rabbit hole, right? Like, okay, now I'm going to go here and then I go there and then I think about this and then I think about that. Yes. I think there's just, it's never ending. It's Whereas most jobs, I think that there's like, hmm. well, I'm, I'm sure many jobs have this problem. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. That are stressful. But what I like, we know that these jobs like take away their mental wellness really and add like cortisol and adrenaline. And there's so many associations to this work and it's stressful and it's negative and they're, they're moody and irritable at times because of it. So why are we adding more stress? When this is one thing, one thing that we could not do in order, it bleeds into our lives so much. Couldn't this just be a boundary that we set so that it doesn't, at least for like this part? Yeah, no, I think you're right. But I I don't think that they see it like we see it. Because if they saw it like we saw it, then it'd be easy, no brainer, right? I'm going to turn it off because it does this, this, and this to my brain. I, I don't think they see their job until it starts. Yeah. I think until it starts to get to them, they don't see their job as any different than anybody else's job. It's like a job is a job. Yes. No, you're, you're totally right. You're absolutely right. Because when I do bring that up and challenge it a little bit and go, okay, why, why are you doing that though? Like, aren't you burnt out? Aren't you sick of work a little bit? Like, and they are, but they're like, I don't know why they really don't have a reason. So it's like, okay, well, let's be thoughtful about this process process, and not do it. And if you actually absolutely have to do it, here's how you can set a boundary around that. At this time of day, on this day or whatever, I go into the office and I check my emails for a specific thing. And then I leave the office and I don't look at, like, I mean, the office in the house, right? I'm just naming, say, a room that you have where it's like, actually a thoughtful process, not just like in the middle of family life and pop it open and pop it closed and pop it. Cause that's kind of like then seeping into everything else you're doing, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you could actually separate it. Okay. If you have to, but I don't like the whole, just like pulling it up for no good reason. I don't know. No, I, I, no, I hear you. I just, I, Hmm. I, think that their job is the kind of job where um, in order to be successful, they have to really know what's going on all the time because emails are happening constantly. Like I think about conversations I've had with Jay where it's like, obviously these people care about the cities that they work for, the things that they do, right? Like there's a lot of caring. Yeah. Yeah. And being good at what they do for sure. Being good. Yeah. Being good at what they do. And I think in order to be good at it, you can't miss too many emails because then you're, you're missing out, right? There might've been this whole thing that happened and you weren't a part of it. I'm not justifying it. I just think that that's where it comes from where it's, no, yeah, I could pick somebody up, right. If I would have known. But see that, okay. And that's going to be the really frustrating part for me is where I'll say the, you know, the jobs backwards. It's like, they all want to say uh, police officer wellness and firefighter wellness is important, but when the culture encourages poor boundaries that influence your wellness, 
And I say encourages because you're right. If you're off, if you've taken two days off at home and, and unplugged to recharge with your family, you've missed out and then you miss this thing. And now so-and-so who didn't do that is seen as maybe better at their work than you are. Okay. That's yeah. a big problem because so-and-so who doesn't unplug is going to burn out real fast. <laughs> and what about, what about the alternative to that? Because I think you can think about like the, you're right. Like them wanting to be really good at their job, but what about like officer safety? Because a lot of things come out too, that maybe come from paranoia, like being paranoid about what could happen in, on the job, right? It's not mm-hmm. like every time you're going to find something that's officer safety involved. But I think about um, like, I don't know, like there's, there's a person out there who is doing such and such, and this is a description of them. Now I pull them over. I didn't see that email. I missed that email for some reason. I pulled them over. I didn't know that this is what was going on with them. And now I'm putting myself or my partner at risk. Does that make sense? Yeah. But why does that have to happen at home in family life? Because it doesn't stop. I think that's where it comes from. Like, it's not like the person who's out there doing this says, okay, I'm going to take the weekend off and not do it during the weekend. Right. I think that's the thought process that negative things are happening all the time. Yeah. So I have to watch out for what's coming my way. And I, I think for the goodness of the job is one piece, right? Like I want to be good at my job, but the other piece might also be, I want to be vigilant about what's yeah. going on around me because I'm yeah. putting myself in a, in, in a scary or I don't think they'd say scary, right. But in, in a dangerous situation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if that is the case, my recommendation would be, can say you go to work on Monday, which, you know, whatever your Monday is, and can you make time Sunday evening or something, not at nighttime, but evening time where mm-hmm. you set aside an hour and you sift through your emails for that purpose. And then you close it up. You're already getting into work mode when it's the night before you're preparing Mm -hmm. versus which would be a better boundary to me than just randomly looking at it all throughout the day where no, I'd agree. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm with my kids. And then it's like, Oh, what's this? And then you're like thinking about something or stressed about, and then you're no longer present Mm -hmm. with your family. So I hear you. There may be other reasons. I want to make sure it's actually those reasons and not just because if it's an actual good reason, okay. But if not, uh, because sometimes it's just because I'll be honest, it's, it's mm-hmm. like we've all gotten used to, right. We're just kind of mindlessly doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want it to be a thoughtful process, I guess, not just because, right. and that's the part where you're saying is like, I don't think they realize how much it's actually taking them away from family mm-hmm. life sometimes because now they're distracted or they're thinking about this dangerous situation or this person or this old case or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're no longer like present with their family or they're stressed or they're worried about now what's to come on Monday. Or now they're texting their buddies and now they have a whole group thread going on. And now there. like you're on your phone even more because now you're trying to figure out what happened here, what happened yeah. there. Um, no, I, I think you're right. And I think creating that boundary is really important because it bleeds in completely into family life. 
And then what about like, um, you know, you talked about scanners before. Mm -hmm. How often is that like say on or listen to if he's not at work? I don't think it happens for us anymore. I, I think, and this is just my experience. I think it's an early on kind of experience where like early on when, when it's, you know, they're starting in their career, I think it yeah. happens more. It's, it's like the email thing, right? It's like, yeah. Oh, what else is going on? What else yeah. can I, do I have to know about trying to stay on top of it? But I'm thinking about when you're reading the email, you're texting a friend and then you share it with your spouse, right? That's what happens. At least in my experience, it's like, Oh, this just happened mm. in the city. And let me share it with this person. Let me share it with you now. And then the kids are in the backseat and then the kids are like hearing it, not hearing it, but hearing it. Right. And then now it's like a part of their information log. Yeah. And then we, and then we think they don't know any of this. It's not like they're listening to our conversations, but they've become so natural because just like the scanning through the emails is so natural, like texting the friends is so natural, like talking about it is so natural that then it's just like, Oh yeah. And our kids don't hear about it. We don't talk about it in front of them. Yeah. Actually it happens more often than we think. It's like a slippery slope, right? It's like Mm -hmm. our, our normal has, it's no longer like everyone else's normal is kind of what you're saying. It's like the things you may talk about in a quote unquote normal conversation Mm -hmm. is very different. So then you see that as just normal catch up, like a normal catch up being like, Oh, just another freeway shooting. That's all Mm -hmm. like normal catch up. And so it's like, not like a big deal. And maybe, and, and, but to, kids like that is a big deal and I think maybe we forget because our our standards have changed Mm -hmm. or like oh house fire like even that right like for fire families it's like that might even be uh exciting in a way like right because firefighters like oh house fire or this Mm -hmm. like you know a lot of kids are worried about their houses being on fire Mm -hmm. like if you're not a fire kid maybe right but maybe fire kids are too or like I don't know it's just it's a different it's different conversation you know I had a really interesting conversation um with the kid um once where this kid was telling me that they and and they came up with this on their own that they really wanted their parent to ask them for permission to talk about certain things that happened on the job because there were times where they actually were interested and wanted to know. And there were times where it actually brought up some anxiety for them. And I thought that was brilliant of this kid to say that, right? Because not not every kid will, will talk about this or say it, but um, this particular kid said, I really need you to ask me. Am I okay with hearing it? Because I find that my heart starts beating really fast when you are talking about it and I'm not ready to hear it. It's like, whoa, like mind blowing to me. That's incredible. It took us a long time to get there, but they were able to articulate that. And I thought like, you know, if, if kid, you know, this particular kid felt that how many other kids are feeling that like my little body is not ready to take on the information that you are throwing my way that seems to be normal to you 
mom, dad. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to hear it. I really need to prepare myself to hear it. I mean, that's, that's what, a boundary. <laughs> I feel like that's a boundary that spouses should have. I feel like I have that. Like mm-hmm. DS definitely like asks for permission in a way like, hey, I don't know like how much you want to hear about that. Like he knows he needs to kind of like feel it out and not just like, like we've set this boundary before. Like he knows that I have limits and don't want to hear certain things and certain things are interesting to me. And usually he knows mostly that. And so he just does it automatically. But if there's something he's unsure about, he'll be like, well, I don't know how much you want to hear about this. Like he never would just like full force go into like a scene like mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that he may be a pretty like terrible scene, you know, like, I don't know what um, your experience of that is. It might be different with law enforcement. I don't know. Or maybe fire too. Maybe other families are different. No, I, I think it's it's a learned thing that has happened mm-hmm. in our relationship. Yeah. Where um, there are times where I I don't want to know more. Yeah. And like you said, I think he knows that I don't want to know more. But there are times where I think um, Jay needs to let it out, like speak it. And I have to be in a space to be able to listen to it. Yeah. So... Yeah, but we for sure, I, I'm very mindful of what we say in front of our three-year-old because now he picks up on everything, right? Yeah. Um, and we have very limited time on our own where we're like, oh, let's have this alone time where we get to talk yeah. about your job. But yeah, no, it's come with time where we he gauges like where I'm at. Do I want to, can I handle it? Or, or I'll say it to him like, eh, I don't want to hear that right now. Yeah. Um, or do you need to talk about it? We could talk about it, but just not right now. When do you but find you're more open to hearing about it in times when you're like, not right now? I think it depends on what he's sharing. If it's something related to kids, I don't think I'm in the space to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that has not, doesn't have much of a tie to my life, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And then it also, like I, if I, if I had a long day at work and if I'm already heavy with a lot of things that have been going on at work, then I set that boundary where it's like, oh, I don't want to go to work right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So you have like different bandwidth, uh, mm-hmm. obviously when you're, it's taken up by work, you're like, yeah. I don't have to, I don't have enough right now, but those are all like good ways of protecting yourself. You know, like this is a boundary. It's like, I'm, I have a good sense of where I'm at with things. You're not just, oh, he's talking about it. So I need to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's just what a good spouse does or something like, as though we just need to listen. It's like, we also have to take care of ourselves in order to make sure that we can, you know, support them. Hold on a second. Are you okay? What do you need? Oh, you're looking for her car seat one? I'm sorry. Is she having a hard time? Do you need anything? This is a super, in a t- <laughs> this is an inappropriate time to ask you. <laughs> Do firefighters have something that, um, <laughs> they, like, you know how a badge bunny might be for like police? Do firefighters have something that they call women? Wait, what? <laughs> I what got it. it? I asked him if do firefighters have something similar to like badge bunny with police 
like something that you might call women. And I feel like he was like, women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So like, ev- everyone. Like, the joke is all women want firefighters. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we don't need we don't need to specify a group. Oh, oh. They all they, they all want us. Oh, really? <laughs> they, they all want our grocery shoppingness. <laughs> grocery shop, we clean, we cook. We just don't do it at home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't oversell them. Don't do it. Don't oversell. <laughs> hey, I used to oversell them. And then we had children. <laughs> I was like, life oh, started to happen. Yeah. Oh, boy. No, this is. This is not fun, but you know, <laughs> when you're not kids, you're like, oh yeah, I got free time. This is great. Mm-hmm. This okay. Is a life. Yeah. But I don't think there's much more. I don't no, know. I don't think we so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, it's I think... intentional process, be mindful of your own, you know, bandwidth, but also like, what are they bringing into the home that they don't have to? Yeah. Being but ask yourself. I think you have to ask yourself, like, where is my boundary? Then I've learned that it's really important to ask your kids, mm. what's it like for you when your parent comes home and talks about this? Do you like that? Mm. Do you not like that? Like, where are you at with this? I think that's a really important question to ask that we don't ask because it's weird. Like, it's weird to ask somebody. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do you take this information in? But I, I think kids have a lot to say about that. I think just saying that, I think it's important to ask our first responder kids, what's it like for you when your parent comes home? Mm-hmm. Because they get such a different experience sometimes based on the time of shift. That's different. Like what their parent does. Like sometimes their parents irritable. Sometimes they're really happy to be like, I don't know. It's so different for every first responder kid in that transition is so hard. Mm -hmm. Like life looks different when the parent is gone versus when the parent is home that I would just be curious at every kid's experience. Like, what is it like for you when they come back? Mm -hmm. Not that they don't want them back. It's just hard. Sometimes we keep talking about this and we have to have an episode maybe where we talk exclusively about kids so I think we have a lot of information about kids Mm -hmm. we could we could definitely share but I don't know what the questions would be I don't want it to be too general I'd I'd like a specific area where we could explore a little bit more Mm -hmm. yeah we haven't talked about kids in a while Mm -hmm. okay all right all right we'll we'll end there we did it Thank you so much for listening to Code 3 Families. We hope you enjoyed the show. Our goal is always to provide you with accurate information based on what we know from our lives and our professional experience. But please remember, this is not a replacement for therapy. If you need a therapist, please go find one. If you happen to be a resident of California and you're looking for a therapist, you can reach out to me, Rochelle Zumlock, at firstrespondersfamilypsychology.com. Thanks. Stay safe.